0: It's great to be back in the building meeting, not everyone, not as we would like it, but it's still great to come back and see some faces. We know that the church is not a building, it's living stones, it's people, but it's still good to connect and come together, and this is a good day. It's not the the day we all want and the day's coming, but it's still a good day to be back. But whether you're here physically or whether you're watching through online platforms it's still great to connect with you today. It's an incredible year we're having probably one of the most remarkable years in my life certainly probably all of us know our theme for this year has been a year to embrace not to shrink back but to grow forward to embrace everything that God's got for us everything that life throws at us to accept something willingly or enthusiastically some things have been easily to embrace others not so easy but every month we've had a theme around the word embrace. And this month in November, this is the first of the month, the beginning of the month, we're having a theme of thanksgiving. In the past few years, November, no thanksgiving is a big thing in America, but it's a thing that should be all over the world. And it's not just for a month, we should have a lifestyle of thanksgiving, giving thanks. But in the past few years, we've had thanksgiving as a focus in November. And this year we're embracing thanksgiving. We're embracing been thankful to God for all that he's done, all that he is, and just some advance notice at the end of the month, we'll have a month theme with a theme, Thanksgiving, but at the end of the month on Friday the 27th, put it in your diary on Zoom, we're going to have a church Zoom Thanksgiving meal together, in the past few years we've had Thanksgiving dinners together, but the good news this year, we're having a Thanksgiving meal Together on Zoom. The good news is you cannot complain about the menu because you can eat whatever you want in your home while we're having a Thanksgiving meal. But the plan is we come together, it might just be a cup of tea, a snack. You can have a meal, but let's come as a togetherness, have a Thanksgiving meal where we eat in our own homes and we have a night where there'll be some uh, worship, some Thanksgiving from different people. We're going to have a night of Thanksgiving and then we're going to f- finish with communion together. You know, in Acts chapter 2, the early church, they met together in homes for meals and for communion, breaking the bread. So Friday the 27th, be there, put it in your diaries. We'll send out details. Before then, just a Thanksgiving meal, Thanksgiving evening together for a couple of hours on Zoom. But it's going to be a great night. And we're going to have a great month of Thanksgiving as well. But also before a start the theme of preaching on thanksgiving. We have culture values in this house and celebration is a culture value that we have and we celebrate not all the time but we celebrate occasions which are great, which we hear about, successes but also birthdays are a good way to celebrate. We know two particular people have birthdays today, Scott Nicol uh, has a birthday today, we celebrate with you Scott, congratulations, you don't look a year older but we celebrate... With you, I'm sure Scott won't mind me mentioning Pastor Peter Cochran, who was my predecessor here, who was pastor for many, many years here, and now God has brought him back a few years ago, still part of us, a vital part of this church here. A spiritual father to many of us here, who's inputted into our lives over many years, He's a gift, man of God, to the to the church of Jesus Christ, and we are blessed that he's part of our church. And today he is 90 years old. Wow. And he's still full of life and full of vitality and full of the life and energy and the spirit of God. But we also believe in honor. As well, and I think it would be appropriate if we take these moments where you are. Why you, don't you stand up and honour Pastor Peter Corkin, the man of God, by just clapping, whether you're in a home or a kitchen or here live? Let's take a few moments and let's honour and give thanks to God for Pastor Peter. Thank you, Amen. Come on. Come on. Let's appreciate one another and give thanks to God. in this month of Thanksgiving, let's continue to thank God for one another. I'm going to read a few verses from Psalm 107. You should have read it today or you will read it. This is a daily reading as a church for today. I'm just reading the first three verses. It's quite a long psalm. That doesn't mean to say it's a long preach, I can assure you. But I'm going to make reference to some of the verses in the psalm as I speak, but read the first three verses. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. For he has gathered exiles from the lands, from the east, the west, from the north, and the south, from many lands. I'm going to stop there. Thanksgiving, maybe you're thinking, what is it to give thanks for this year? It's not been a great year. My dreams, my plans, my hopes have been thwarted, stuff has not happened the way I wanted, I can't even look forward to Christmas as we have known it in the past, why should we give thanks? Well let me just say, thanksgiving is a choice, it's an attitude and it's a choice that we have to make, but the Bible speaks clearly that we should be thankful people. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 says this, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Another translation puts it this way, whatever happens, give thanks because it is God's will in Christ Jesus that you do this. How often have you heard people saying, and maybe you've said it, yourself I don't know what God's will is for my life I'm asking God I don't know what God's got for me I'm struggling to know and understand what God's will is for my life I've heard people say it to me there might be occasions when I've thought it but many people have said it maybe you're not one of them but many have said I don't know what God's wanting for my life I don't know what God's will is for my life and that is a big subject that is a big topic and the Bible has a lot to say about it But one thing specifically is God's will for every one of us. And this is what it is. Give thanks. Embrace thankfulness. God's will for your life and for my life is that we embrace thankfulness. Whatever happens, give thanks. Be thankful. Start today. If you have not been a thankful person you can enter the will of God today by start having an attitude of thanksgiving whatever the circumstance. Because thanksgiving is not just a choice, it's a contrast. We live in a world of negativity and criticism and pulling down. And I want to tell you, an attitude of thanksgiving is a contrast to the world and it will bring glory to God and honor to God because it's different, but it's a choice you and I have to make. The psalmist then goes on to say, why she would be thankful? It makes an incredible declaration right at the start of this psalm: "Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good." Just pause for a moment. What if God wasn't good? What if the all-knowing, everywhere-present, all-powerful God was mean, was bad? was vengeful, was hurtful, was destructive, was someone out to pull down. How bad would that be? How frightening would that be if that's how God was? If God was a bad God, if God was a destructive, negative, critical, pulling down, destroying God, that would be frightening and horrendous for every one of us. But the good news is that God who is all-powerful, who is all-knowing, who is everywhere, present, is a good God. He's a gracious God. He's a merciful God. He's a loving God. He's a God who's for you, not against you. He's a God who is good all the time. He's a God who doesn't change. He's unchanging in his goodness. It doesn't have mood swings. He's not Dr. He- Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It does not think about being good one day and good the next day. God God is good all the time and the powerful creator of the universe who holds it all in place, who rules and reigns and who's a judge of all is a good God. He's a merciful God and he is good all the time. And the fact that our God is a good God is enough for us to embrace thankfulness to God for his goodness. He is a good God. He's consistent in his goodness. We have reason to be thankful We embrace thankfulness because of the character of God, because God is a good God. Even in 2020, when life has got restrictions around us, I want to tell you that the goodness of God has not diminished. The goodness of God has not been restricted. The goodness of God has not been affected by COVID-19. The goodness of God has not socially distanced from you. The goodness of God has not had to self-isolate from you. Even in 2020, the goodness of God has been all over your life. Every day, his goodness and his mercy is following you every day of your life. So how can we not give thanks to God continually? No, the Bible says that the goodness of God endures continually. Psalm 52. Romans 2 and 4 says this, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Some versions, a commentator says this, it's God's goodness which woos us to Him. We come into our relationship with God because we recognize and experience that He is good and that He is for us. And know what I love about God? He woos us with His goodness. And then when He catches us, how can we get Him? He doesn't stop being good. You know of some people, and when they're wooing you, oh, they're wonderful, they're wonderful, they're precious, they're great, they do everything they can to woo you, and then whenever you get married, I'm not going there and I'm not speaking to my wife, I can assure you, she's still good. Most of the time. No, she's still great and a gift and a blessing from God. But some people woo you into their sphere and then when they've got you, they somehow change their character and who they are. But I want to tell you, God woos us with his goodness and then he continues to show goodness upon us every day of our life. God is a good God. He's a God who's for us. And that's why we sing the song, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life, he's been faithful, all my life, It's been good. We can sing of the goodness of God. We can give thanks because God is a good God. If it's difficult in your circumstances, at least thank God that he's a good God and it's for you. The psalmist made an incredible declaration that God is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to God. Be thankful for him. But then he makes... And he gives in verse 2 an incredible question. He asks an incredible question. Verse 1 was a great declaration when he tells us that God is good. And then in verse 2, he asks a great question for us all, which should also lead us into thanksgiving. Has the Lord redeemed you? This morning I'm asking you, has the Lord redeemed you? Has he redeemed you? Dictionary definition of redemption means the action of saving or being saved from sin, error or evil and also the action of gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or cleaving a debt. Let me tell you this morning, Jesus' sacrifice in Calvary was a redemptive work which saved us from sin and the penalty of sin and the eternal separations from God. And this morning, if you've never embraced Jesus Christ and what he did in Calvary, I want to tell you, you can embrace and accept him as your saviour and you can receive redemption from the sin and the penalty of sin. But more than that, he didn't just save us from, but he then gave us possession of sonship, acceptance before God, righteousness before God, the promises of God, His love and His joy and His peace. Has God redeemed you? Has He redeemed you? Has He redeemed you from sin and its penalty? And has He redeemed you and brought you into a relationship with God where you've gained access to heaven? Then that's enough to be given thanks to God for. Has the Lord redeemed you? If so, speak out. Tell others, but also give thanks to God. No, it's easy to say it. I know. But the reality is, if we just keep our eyes in Calvary and what it caused Jesus Christ to purchase our salvation, if we recognize what he took on his body and everything so that we can be right before God, so that we can be made complete and forgiven and righteous before God, to me, that's enough for us to be given thanks forever and ever. If we've never done anything else for us, just the fact that Jesus was prepared to go to Calvary and take a horrible beating and cruel death for me to come into a relationship with God that is enough for me to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you thank you for the rest of my life we need to embrace that let the redeemed of the Lord say so you know when I was growing up and went to church like basically all my life we had two books that were used for singing hymn books one was called Redemption Hymnal, one was called Redemption Songs. And some of you are thinking, What's a hymn book? I understand that. Some are saying, Oh, I remember them. Some are saying, We haven't a clue what a hymn book was. What were they? Are they some prehistoric things. Listen, we moved from there, we went onto acetates. My first ministry in your life was the acetates and an overhead projector. Hey, you think that was easy? It wasn't that easy. Uh, because we had a, a whole box with them. There was a, a box that were in different keys. We had an index somewhere where you could find them. And let me tell you, it was great, as long as the worship leader, mainly Scott Nichol, you know him, happy birthday man today, it was great if he started with the first line of a song. But sometimes he would maybe start with a chorus or start another part of the song, and I was there racking my brain. What does that song start with? But thankfully... I was moved out eventually. Kirsty Milligan took over from me, and she done a far better job than me. She enhanced the worship knowing when she took it on. But that was a progress from hymn books. And then we've got what we do today. But just remember, those hymn books that we started with, those songs of praise and thanksgiving, were redemption hymnal or redemption songs i.e. why are we thankful why do we have a song because we have redemption in our life all the songs whatever book you use they were a result or a product of the fact that we were thankful for the redemption that Jesus Christ has given us we are thankful for that redemption in our life the psalmist made a great declaration that God was good and then asked the great question if you're redeemed then give him thanks say it And we all have our own stories to tell. He goes on then to say and give different examples. And we all have different examples of the stories of the goodness of God in our life. That's why I'm looking forward to seeing your cornucopia. I'm loving the fact that we can embrace thanksgiving and we can all have our own story to tell through our expression. And I'm looking forward to many of us just being able to express this is what I'm thankful to God for. Because we all have a story to tell. the psalmist says he gathered the exiles from many lands, the north, south, the east, and the west. And all of us, whether physically or technologically, we've come together and we've all got our stories and God has gathered us from different places. And we all have our own stories of thanksgiving to tell of the goodness of God. And the psalmist goes on just to explain some of the people and some of the descriptions of people who can express thanks for the goodness of God. Some wandered in the wilderness They were going through life empty in a barren place, empty, living aimlessly, meaninglessly, lost, without hope in their life, hungry, thirsty, just existing, not living, not living, not not embracing all that God had for them. They were surviving, not thriving, existing, not living. They were in a wilderness experience and maybe you feel you're being in a wilderness experience. Maybe that's your story. Maybe you were there, A time when you were embracing a wilderness experience. But this is what it said of them. They cried out to God and he helped them. And he brought them into a place of wholeness. He rescued them from the distress and he brought them into a place where they can live. in a place beyond the wilderness. And maybe that's your story. Maybe you've been in a wilderness type of experience. But God has brought you out of it. Listen, give him thanks. And give him thanks that he brought you out of that wilderness experience. But maybe today you're in that wilderness experience. Maybe that's where you are today. I want to encourage you that he's done it before and the God who's done it before can bring you out of your wilderness experience. So give thanks in advance from the fact that he's done it before and he's going to do it in your life. Some were in darkness and deepest gloom. They were in a bad place. They were in a, a place which was not what God had for them. And yes, it's because they rebelled, but... In life itself, we can get into dark places, into gloomy places, it's easy in 2020 to get into that type of place a place of darkness and gloom but they cried to God, you know what it says that God heard their cry and he saved them and they brought them out of darkness and misery from misery to happiness but we're not going to go there, he brought them out of that dark place when they cried to him and they brought them into a kingdom of light, into a place of light and victory and life and you have maybe been in that place of darkness and gloom in your life just think back at the time when you cried to God and God brought you out into that light and you can give him thanks for that maybe you're there today and my prayer is for you today if you're in that place that the same God who's done it for others can do it for you and he can bring you out of that place of gloom and darkness into joy and life and peace and hope in Jesus Christ if you just call on to him why don't you give him thanks for the fact that he's going to do that in your life some were fools they rebelled now how stupid are we at times we think we're better than God we think we know more than God and we make foolish decisions and not only are they foolish at times but also dangerous and bad for us some were fools but let's be real We've all been fools. We've all done stupid things in our life. We've all made bad decisions. Maybe it's with the stuff that God has given us, the people God's given us, the gifts God's given us, the life God's given us. We've been fools. We've been stupid. We've done silly things. We can all, I'm sure, put our hands up and say, I've been foolish at times. I've made wrong choices. I've been a fool in some of my decisions. I've done silly things. And we've all done... Silly things. I remember once when I was a, just a, a young boy and I went swimming. I wasn't a good swimmer. I could swim. I can swim, but I'm not a good swimmer, but I could swim. Good swim. I can swim. But I remember I went swimming and know the armbands, water wings, whatever you call them these days. I decided just to see what it would be like. Instead of putting them on my arm. I didn't need them. I was just messing about. I decided I'd put them on my legs I'd try and get them on. And after a struggle, I did get these armbands. I mean, there's a clue in the name, armbands. But I decided I'd put them on my legs, just, just in the air, blew them up. And I managed, I dived in the pool because I just wanted to see what would happen. And what you think would happen, happened. My legs certainly were floating and my feet were floating in the air but the rest of the body was kind of struggling under the surface of the water. It could have killed me because I wasn't that great a swimmer, but my legs were in the air, floating along, held up by these bands. But listen, what was meant to help me and protect me and be a blessing to me, I misused them because of foolish decisions. And it nearly destroyed me, or it could have destroyed me. That's how I managed to flap my way to the side and get out and realize, don't do that again. That's just a silly example, but there's a truth. We all make foolish decisions with things that are supposed to be a blessing or a help to us that God has given us, but somehow we've misused them. But you know, they cried to God, and he delivered them and rescued them he didn't hold it against them. He brought them out of their foolish decisions whenever they turn to God. You know, there's times I've made foolish decisions, but I've come to God and says, Lord, I'm sorry, please deliver me and help me. And you know what he's done? He's rescued me, he's brought me back and he says, let's move on. I'm not holding it against you. And maybe you've made foolish decisions in the past and God has helped you and brought you through. Why don't you just give him thanks? Why don't you give thanks to God for that he's brought you through? And then there's others it speaks about here how they were just going through life. They set sail, just looking to be successful, but then they got overwhelmed by the wind and the waves, the storms. They were at their wits' end. They were just going through life. They were trying to go and do stuff with their life. But then the storms of life came, and they were at wits' end, and they didn't know what to do. But they cried to God, and God brought them out of the storms of life have you ever been in a storm of life where you've just been going about your business and you've cried to God and he's brought you through I've had storms in my life and I'll tell you what I'm standing here today because God's brought me through some of the storms of my life and I give him thanks I'm stronger through the storms because of his grace and his mercy and his power in my life and I can give him thanks that he's brought me through storms of life maybe you've been like that today maybe you're going through a storm today. I want to encourage you today that the same God who done it in the past and has done it for me can bring you through your storm if you just cry out to him. Why don't you give him thanks for the fact that he can hear you cry and bring you out of the storms that you are in. And he goes in and he, the psalmist and he says a lot of other things and examples but we're focusing on them. And it says, let them praise the Lord for his great love, for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nations. Now, I'm believing, wouldn't it be great if some people in this church would one day stand before leaders of the nations and testify. I'm believing that can happen. I'm believing that God can bring some here. It says, let people who God has brought out give thanks publicly in the congregation in the church, give thanks to God give thanks to God amongst the church encourage the other people in the church that God has done this for me God's been brought me through this God's delivered me, God's helped me in this way it's great to give thanks in the publicly in the congregation but you know I'm believing that someday some of us can stand before leaders of the nations and say this is the goodness of God in my life it can happen He goes on and then he finishes. Those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. You know, there's a whole world out there who are waiting to see the goodness of God in your life. The psalmist says people are going to look and they'll see the history of how God has delivered us, how he's such a good God and they're going to marvel and they'll go, wow. You know, as we give thanks to God, as we embrace being thankful, thankfulness, first of all, it's a choice. It's a choice to be thankful. The Bible says we should. But it's a choice. Are you thankful today? Have you got something to be thankful to God for? I want to tell you it's a contrast to what is going on in our world today. And you can change the atmosphere by being thankful. You can say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This is what God has done for me. This is why I'm giving thanks to God. You know what? There's people will look And hear your thankfulness and they will turn to God. Thankfulness is a choice, it's a contrast, it's a confession. It's no good just having it in your heart. You need to speak out your thankfulness. Where you are, just speak out your thankfulness. Tell others that you meet about the thankfulness that you have for the goodness of God in your life. And others will look at your history. They'll look at your cornucopia and they'll say, wow, wow. I want to know that God. What an awesome, incredible God that you have. Let's not be those who mumble and groan and complain. Let's be a people who change the atmosphere in our world by making a choice. At the beginning of this month, maybe you've not been such a thankful person. Yes, it's a lifestyle, but right this day, the 1st of November, let's embrace the decision that we're going to embrace thankfulness. We're going to be a people who have been thankful and look every day for something to be thankful for. I want to tell you that attitude and that spirit will be a contrast to what's around you and will cause people to turn to God when they hear your confession of thankfulness. The band again, leaders to lead in a song as we finish. Was Sean and Gary, I said earlier, I will sing of the goodness of God. Well, not in here today. It's only Sean that's allowed to sing. But in my heart, I'm singing along with him. But I'm going to pray that we take a moment here just to focus on the goodness of God. Focus on the choices we've made up to now and just say, Lord, from now on, I'm going to choose thankfulness. And I want to be the contrast to what's going on in the world. I want my confession to have an impact in people that they look at my life and the goodness of God and my thankfulness to Him and say, wow, I want to know your God. Father God, I thank you that you're a good God. You're a good God. The fact that my God's a good God is enough for me to be thankful. The fact that you've redeemed me, you've brought me, you've brought me into a relationship with you where I'm right before God and you've redeemed me. And it's not just saved me from, but you saved me for and so much you've given me. I thank you for the stories in my life. I thank you for the stories in all of our life here in this church and beyond. Every one of us has got a story of the goodness of God. And often it's because of our wrong decisions that we have ended up. But just life itself has hit us. That is, but I thank you, Lord, as we cry to you, you've delivered us, you've brought us through. And Father, I pray that we'll take a moment just to relive some of what you've done for us and that you'll fill our hearts with thanksgiving and praise and wonder. And Father, I pray that as we go out into the world over the next week, we embrace this thankfulness to you so that others will look at the history in our life and say, wow, what an incredible God they have. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.